When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So just go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your uh, dog life journey. Uh, my name is John White. Um, I would, we're in Florida, Northeast Florida, out of St. John's County. Um, I've always loved pit bulls and bullies and bull or pit bulls and bulldogs, but then you had the bullies come along or whatever. But uh, my parents wouldn't let me have one until uh, I got older. And uh, around 2006, uh, I rescued a dog when he was a puppy that uh, someone uh, was just, they were trying to roll the dog. And, well, dude got punched and his dog taken. <laughs> and uh, fast forward to about like 2009, I'm researching bullies more, the American bully and bulldogs. And um, around 2010, I got Diesel, which is my Kai son, who's still alive. Um, that same year, we got um, Diva, who's who passed away from cancer. Um, Ace, who's still around, Vegas, Stack, and Beretta. Um, when I first got into it, I, I liked the XLs, but I didn't know nothing about paper hanging. You know, I didn't know... I just, you know, I, I thought I, it never came to my mind that people lied on dog papers. Why would it? Mm-hmm. When I got the XLs, I didn't know that they had put a lot of Mastiff into them and that they um, kind of became bipolar in a way. And Explain the Stack and Beretta are the two XLs that we... Stack, Diva, and Beretta were the XLs I had. Mm-hmm. And... Um, They've all since passed. They they've all passed. But it but it but it makes it it all ties in in the sense that when I saw what was in them dogs and I saw how they acted and I ended up breeding Diva and Diesel in 2012 and made a good litter, but the litter was very um, kind of you didn't. you know you didn't it wasn't just one look you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and that's but when we bought when i bought diesel i the person i bought him from i'm not gonna mention anybody names or anything but he was really affiliated with uh uh, the you know the big registry and i saw the bull the bullshit they were pulling and co-signing so that's why i never got into the showing but but um yeah when we had diva and diesel's litter I, I wasn't with my wife yet. Um, that was 2012-ish. Um, I kept a dog named Molly. And um, I eventually spayed her because she just didn't turn out how I wanted it. And I didn't want anybody to get... Um, yeah, I didn't want to sell the dog and it just be bred into the dirt, basically. Because I realized that's how the game's was and then in 2013 i bought the last dog out of the bullies which was rest in peace little nina um 
and then until then we went to then we were just breeding a lot and you know we did uh the diesel vegas litter uh which produced suede silky diablo a bunch of different dogs um then you know we did sway to nina we did sway to his mama vegas to produce bazooka sway to nina produced uzi uh we took silky suede's sister to ace um and that was kind of when when american bully side of our journey that was yeah the american bully side of the journey in the sense that when we made uh suede suede uh passed away because um he got into some ground hornets. Um, she was one of my favorite dogs I probably ever made. And um, but I realized when I did that litter that it's just impossible to get the the look, the the real bull, the more bulldog ear look, the more bone without adding a little sauce. No matter how you look at it, and I didn't want to um, compromise my moral compass of not wanting to paper hang so that's you know and it was years it around 2017 is when we got boss and started the st john's but it was literally five years before that that i was trying to convince them the maker of the pacific bulldog to let me use it and that's kind of where that journey started and where the bully journey ended because we just felt that the bullies were never gonna I wanted a more bulldog ear dog in the face but I didn't want pinch nares I wanted I didn't want it to look like a half English I didn't want it to look like an English with crop ears but I wanted to, to have a more bulldog ear look and that's what made me choose the PB along, along with also that the PB compared to the oldie you know the oldie's a genetic mess just as much as the bully mm-hmm. and um, the PB actually has, you know, I know what's in there and I know what's in my bullies. So that's why we used our bully line instead of someone else's. Oh, we're loving what we see. Even the first breeding in, uh, 2017 when we did boss to LO and we didn't, we didn't tell no one. Um, they, the only people who knew were maybe like five or six people until literally the puppies were, were here and I dropped the banner. Um, We've seen temperament change. Um, we've, we, believe it or not, you, you get a little more consistency because instead of th- that bulldog is so potent, you know, even even um, depending on the bu- the PB that we've used or the the bulldog we've used and its genetic makeup, you know, but they're they're just they have very strong genetics. So really, like the first litter really only had two looks. It had, it had two looks. It had one that was a more throwback to the bully and one that was a more bulldogish, wrinkly in the face, um, under, underbite. underbite. Yeah. Um, and, and at that point, like a lot of people wanted us to have a standard, but I knew that you couldn't write a standard without getting a couple of years into it. I mean, you can write a general description and have an idea and a vision. But you're going to have to underturn, overturn those stones of each breeding mm-hmm. to really find out if it's going to click like you think. Right. And what's been the reaction in the uh, the American bully, bully crowd and the Pacific 
Bulldog crowd? How have they responded to uh, to you guys so far? Good and bad. Good and bad. I mean, the Pacific Bulldog crowd, they're a real tight-knit crowd. They, you know, once they saw that we were real dog people in the sense, and that we're honest and that we weren't going to, we weren't going to, you know, put something into the PB or something like that. You know, they, they came around Mm -hmm. if it, but the American bully crowd, you know, it depends on the person because some, some will say, you know, you're making an American bully. And my answer to that would be, well, then what the hell's in your American bully? Mm -hmm. And you know, and then you got some that think, you know, we're doing the right thing. And then you got some that think we're destroying the American bully in some way, shape or form. I'm not sure how. It just confirms that you breed for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like my wife just said. It, it, and that's kind of what the journey of the St. John's has taught us is that breed for yourself, breed for what you want. As long as you're honest and not making vet bills for people, I don't see the problem in it because look at your board on, on, on uh, Facebook, you know. Those people are mixing all sorts of breeds, and those look like healthy, yeah. good. Some of them are freaking straight up working dogs. Yeah. And if those people had went by some standard that someone put forth, they would never get to where they're at right now. Absolutely, no doubt. But yeah, yeah we've seen a temperament change in the sense that, like the bullies, we used to call it Thunderdome. <laughs> we did when the puppies were growing up. It was like at a certain age. It was just Thunderdome when we had bullies. They would just gack, 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 and crazy noises. And now that we've added, you know, more bulldog and more bulldog, they just are so much more chill and a little goofier. Way goofier, I'd say. A little goofier, but but they're still, um, you know, they ain't punks like. Right. There's so. And I think bit. it was using the right bulldogs that made it key because. It's not like no one mixed bulldogs into the American bully, mm-hmm. but did they use a very nice bulldog or did they use the five hundred dollar bulldog around the street? Right. Yeah, no doubt. And I'll, I'll ask uh, your wife Jenny this: um, What was her dog life journey? What was her experiences with dogs before? Um, I've just always loved bullies, and when I met John, I just, I mean, I fell in love with him and the dogs, you know, all together. Yeah. Um, he had just gotten Nina, and so she was kind of just turned into my little baby. And, um, so we got together in, like, 2013, and, um, but before that, I just had always loved bulldogs and bullies. Your parents always had those Australian... Yeah, my parents always had, um... Australian Shepherds, so we always had a dog in the family, but mm-hmm. I always Not to loved. this extent, I Yeah, guess. not to this extent. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, she's done a lot that people don't know because, you know, like picking puppies and, and just, just helping t- thinking of the breedings, you know? I can't count how many times I've set a stud and maybe we, we didn't agree on it, mm-hmm. you know? And but she's not on. We don't put that out there on social media because when she first got with me, people were literally messaging her to try to get me out of character. And um, so she just chooses to stay away from that. Right. But I also, um, I went to school, I went to college for fine art and graphic design. So I've always loved art. So I think that helps me look at a dog in a really structural way and right. like, 
balance and symmetry and you know i look at it in a different way i think than some people may do yeah absolutely <clears throat> and uh this this question is for both of you guys um you, you kind of touched upon it but we're, is there anything specific in your guys's life that that um kind of developed your passion for dogs and, and kind of living this dog life um I think we like just enjoy being able to give somebody a new family member like the sense that you know the dog's just going to grow up with the kids and and that's just been a big spark for me and seeing how happy it makes people and just creating you know yeah. um seeing what you can seeing what you can make with 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 uh actual thought out breedings you know and breedings you may plan two years down the line you know and seeing it come through and and work but really dogs and i first got dogs just to this protection you know just to make sure no one mess with the house or the property or whatever that was originally all the reason i had dogs i didn't like i remember buying really expensive dogs xls and i didn't care about that damn paperwork in it or anything i just bought the dog because it was a cool looking dog we're just passionate about animals, I think. And I mean, we've, we've, we've been in other animal industries and with, with the reptiles, but but, but we pulled back away from that. And we, we just like the dogs. We like that you can work them, you can get them out there, you know, putting them on the A-frame, putting them on spring poles, put, you know, and, and, you, and, and they're always going to be your best friend, you know, you if, if you have depression or anything like that, they can help, you know, calm your nerves. They're just good to have around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Who would you say your guys' as mentors have been in this journey? Um, I would say in the bullies, um, one of the main was um, a guy named, out of Las Vegas named Dedrick Daniels. Um he, I bought Ace Vegas and Nina from him, and out of all the bully breeders that I uh, dealt with, he was the only one that um, really tried to help and, uh, and 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 not just with dogs, but also just with life. You know, talk to him about life stuff. But but and then Adam of the Pacific Bulldog, he's been a huge mentor in the sense that. Um, you know, he went down that whole journey with what he did, and it's just it's it's, it's good to talk to someone a lot, uh, you know, a good bit older than me that's been through it, instead of just talking to people who who may have googled it but never actually had to deal with it. You know, if and and so I would say Adam and and uh, and, and Dedrick um, of top quality bullies and of. Uh, the Pacific Bulldog. Mm -hmm. Those would be my main mentors. Uh, there's a couple here and there, but um, a lot of them you learn things from that, and then you fall out. You know, a lot of people in the dog game, you, you, know, you might be friends with them one year, and then the next year, you ain't friends with them no more. Right. You know? Yeah. So, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Like the, uh, the XLs. What were some of the... Uh the was there any health issues that you saw with the breed and 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 like you were kind of they were bipolar they were freaking bipolar yeah. dogs like 
Um, one of them I had had a prolapse uterus. The breeder literally, I'm not going to say his name because he gets no mention from me. Uh-huh. Um, but he, the, the, breed, the dog had a prolapse uterus and he told me to shove it back in and sew it up and she'd be fine. I mean, the the dogs had personality problems. They, they literally one minute would think they're a freaking pit bull and then the next minute think they're a damn mastiff. And, 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 and while Diva was a good mom, um, she ended up with cancer uh, that was of her upper, intent, upper GI that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't have caught unless you were doing blood tests all the damn time. Right. I mean, then, and, and that's, so that, that's what led us away from the XLs. And I'm glad I never bred them into my programs. I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, it's a blessing in disguise kind of thing. And then we were, we were into the pockets and Nina was basically a micro. I would, you know, yeah. she, she was very tiny. She's like 13 inches, but, um, you know, uh, Miko. and she made Miko and some other dogs, but, um, yeah, the XL, they just, they had a, a lot of, and I'm not saying every XL, right? I'm sure there's XLs out there that are bred correctly, but the ones I got and I dealt with, they, yeah. they, they had problems and, um, they weren't the smartest dogs either. Mm-hmm. They were a little on the dumb side. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I remember one time, um, Diva, like, basically just walked into a, into my, uh, sister's wheelchair, like, just head first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, just, they did dumb shit. I don't know. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That was why we stayed away from and that's it. But that's why I didn't like it. And, and also the, most people can't handle that big of a dog. So when you go to sell them, most most people don't know what they're getting into when they get that dog. Right. They don't they they don't understand what a hundred and thirty pound dog is like on a leash. Right. You know, and then they get the dog, and you know, then all of a sudden they're they're calling you like, well, what and that's when I realized you got to tell, you got to break this down to these people, what they're buying, mm-hmm. because maybe they're reading, uh, certain people's posts or registry posts or something that is leading them astray to think they're buying something different than what they are buying. So even when I saw bullies, I would tell them straight up, I don't know what the hell's in this pedigree behind this point. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot vouch for, for everybody, and I will not vouch for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I learned the hard way not to do that. Right. And, yeah, that's that's the XL. I mean, and I'm sure there's XLs out there that are bred well, bred well but the reality is, is an XL cannot be that without uh, some sort of... You ain't going to get it from mixing a Amstaff and a Pit, or even an Amstaff, a Pit, and an American. You're not going to get it. You got to have something else, and that's that's what. In the end, all that, all the paper hanging, all the bull crap is what made us made the St. John's. Right. To where you had to, if you want to be involved in this, yeah, we can't control someone else. We screen everybody to make sure to try to make sure no one's going to hang papers, but we can't control it 150 percent. Mm-hmm. But what I can control is if I get wind of it, 
I kick you out the damn St. John's and void your damn papers. Right. And and that's that's why we did this is because it wouldn't matter if you're breeding pockets, it wouldn't matter if you're breeding XLs, it wouldn't matter if you're breeding classics or standards or whatever. No one is they're all hung paper dogs. So at some point you got to start fresh or else you're just kind of working with a old wagon wheel that's freaking rotten and like three nails to fix it. I know people in the band dog community and, and in different, that don't lie. And I just, I feel like if you're gonna spend this kind of money on a dog, the least the person can do is tell you the truth on what's in the damn dog. So that when, if you decide to go breed it, you're not going to make a bunch of rescue dogs or a bunch of shelter dogs or a bunch of vet bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not, that's not ethically right. And, and registries that say they have a code of ethics, they don't even go by their own code of ethics. That's why I don't acknowledge their, 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 any of it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know to me it's all just a bunch of mixed dogs i mean they have hung papers on them so we did ello to silky. like first one was ello to silky ello's a very um you know tightly bred dog but i did do some you know with boss which is an ello son to to uh nina and honey honey's a silky daughter and Nina's um, some blue pride blood. Um, with those, those boss's mom is uh, some D Day blood, so it has some Renaissance. Um, so it's not. We'll keep using some PBs, and there'll be some other some other influences in there, but um, we're not really going to tell everybody what we're doing just because. The reason is, is unless they're in the, unless they're really involved in it, I don't see the reason to tell them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, I mean, I told you that on the on the phone before, and 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 the, and the reason is, is because you could write a perfect standard. You could do any, you could do everything perfect, and there's always going to be a critic. So, what's the point of giving them anything to critique? If it's not their, yeah. if it's not their cup of tea, and they can't see the value in the dogs and they can't see the value in what we're doing, then they probably shouldn't own one of my dogs. Right. But, but, but... We're kind of like an 80% bulldog? We, we want the dogs to be about about 80% bulldog, 75% bulldog, but not just PB. It, I mean, you can look with the last litter we did with Shere Khan to Annie, which Annie's an F1 off of LO to Silky, and Khan is, if you go look at Shere Khan, how he's bred, there's 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 some little bit of English in there, there's a little bit, of, you know. So it's not like, but I, I don't want it to look like an English with cropped ears. Right. I don't want it to have, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to make sure that they're clean breathing, can work, got good muscle, got good balance, got good structure. Their personality is also very um, compatible, you know. So your companion. But we don't want them to be, you know. It's it's all a process, and and we're so sure we're so in the beginning of the process that it's so hard to really tell, to really even explain much about the per, than about the percentages, you know, yeah, because yeah, 
because it I don't want to say something and then it turn out different and then someone said, well, you said it's going to be like this. Well, you know, I'm sure there's breedings that were hidden in many in many breeds that no one ever saw. It's, um, you know, like, let's say you were to add a, a very heavy English PB or something. Yeah. You know, anybody who has a brain who's breeding these would know, okay, that PB is not that one has a little bit more English in it or something, right? You know, and I don't want it to, I, I don't want to go so extreme that it can't move and it can't function and it can't breathe. You know, I live in Florida where it's hot and humid and, yeah. uh, you know, we can't have dog. I, I could, I, I don't think I could have dogs that, that were, that were like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's a delicate balance of how 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 much you want the nose pushed in, and blocking the muzzle up maybe a little bit more, squaring it off. Um, the I'd like to put some more some more cheek into the into the face. I'd like some more cheek. Uh, I'm not saying that there's no cheek. I'm just saying I'd like more cheek Mm -hmm. and i'd like the top skull to be a little more split you know how you see on some dogs the top skull has actually got like a split Mm -hmm. across it um some are coming out like that but you know since we're still such in the even though it's a couple years in it's still the infancy stages of it that it's 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 so hard to say what each breeding will be like like what each like how the puppies will turn out and how they'll grow up because after watching some of these litters grow up you know some dogs turn out a little different than than what you thought like i had a we have a dog named uh hot sauce i thought she was gonna be a lot more smash face than she is and uh, a lot more uh thick she's a little more she went a little bit more on the athletic side and a little bit more on the uh, a little more terrier than I thought, mm-hmm. you know. So, but her brother Miko is is freaking. It has a is is a different head, you know, more bully bulldogish in the face and in the body and his even his temperament, yeah. even his dang temperament is more bulldogish than than his yeah. sister's yeah. is. Yeah. So it's so hard to really say exactly where it'll be in 10 years or, or anything except for that as long as we can continue doing it and you know we will you know and it won't it doesn't matter if people hate on us or whatever you know they can they can they don't have to like our dogs we didn't ask them to mm-hmm. so you know we're just gonna keep on breeding until we get you know we we definitely have the recipe in our minds of what we want and how and and as my wife would say you know we'll tell you the the colors of the braid but we ain't going to tell you how we braided it yeah. you got to be able to be smart enough to look at that pedigree and figure it out yourself right no and 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 i think that's what's missing in the dog world is everybody wants things now 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 here now I want it immediately because we live in a microwave society Mm -hmm. and you know, that's, that's what's going wrong with the dogs is Mm -hmm. instead of taking the steps to make their line, a line look a certain way. Oh, fuck it. Let's just smash this to it. 
and um, never think about any of the consequences that could come with that and never tell anybody. And we'll just do it for that one breeding and then we'll take it back to all our all the, all our bitches on this yard so that no one will know. And, you know, and to me, that's just, if I can lie, if, if a, someone can lie to me about what's on my paperwork, I'm, I guarantee you can lie to me about a health cert. I guarantee they can lie to me about a dang, all, all sorts of shit. If they can lie about something so petty that all they had to do was tell the truth. And it's way, it's way harder to keep up with lies than to tell the truth. No, and that's that's why we do the St. John's is honesty, integrity, and ethics. Mm-hmm. And if people can't have, you know, literally, we 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 don't let people come in who can't uphold that. Mm-hmm. Like if I see someone, there's been many people who want to come in, but I see them all over Facebook acting a fool. You ain't coming in. The mm-hmm. dog ain't for sale to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have triple the money. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's where, that's where, the, that's why we do this is because we, because everyone wants to be real fake in this dog world and act like they're real and add a little hundred emoji at the end of some long ass lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and everybody, and everybody eats it up. And I, I, you know, we've said many times that a lot of these dog worlds have Stockholm syndrome. You know, they, they think they, they, they like believing the lie and, that's I just I can't roll that way. You can you can do it. You can be in these in the dog game and not entertain the circus. And I mean yeah. we're just taking it. You know we we spent the first two two and a half years doing a good bit of breedings, and now we're just gonna we're gonna let some dogs develop. You know we're gonna we're gonna see before we you know we want to see. Because let's face it, even if you pick the, even if the puppy looks badass, it could change directions in how it, how it looks at a year, you know. Right. So we're kind of just we're in a, we're, I guess we're in yeah a developing stage of um, what we want out of a dog, and it's um might it might not it probably it isn't most people's cup of tea. But but that's okay, right. and and I and I don't and and people need to understand I don't hate the American bully. A lot of people think I hate the American bully. If I hated the American bully, I wouldn't have nine of them on my yard. You know, I just don't enjoy the community or lack of community and the lies and the paperwork. I mean, why breed something? You know, it's like why breed something if you don't really know what the background is. Like a potpourri of different things, so. Right. And so, that that's really what it just comes down to, and just to just enjoy your dogs, and because that's why you get into this, man. I think a lot of people get into this, and they get too deep, and they 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 forgot why they got into this, mm-hmm. and the reason they got into this was for a love of dogs, yeah. and it becomes about money, ego, and everything but dogs. Right. And. That's what I would like the St. John's to stay with is it's about dogs, you know, and and there are other people who bought St. John's that are that I'm allowing to breed them. Um, and I'll let them come forth as they want to come forth. Uh, what is your morning and evening routine with the dogs? What are, what are some of the things you guys do? Oh, Lord. Um, well, morning 
think is we take turns. We, we take turns. It's so it's, we have so many dogs. Is um, we take turns. Um, mornings you got puppies, you got the inside dogs, and you got the outside dogs in the big indoor kennel. Got to spray them all down. Got to let dogs out. Got to feed everybody. Got to do all the normal stuff, and then. Then by around what two ish or something, it's too hot. It's just I mean you can get them out there and still play, but I don't I don't want to risk anything ever. So I give them a break, and then later on in the day, uh, you know, we'll start playing with them again and clean more kennels and feed them. Just normal dog man stuff, yeah. nothing special, nothing crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people ask like. How'd you get your dog to get muscle like that? You feed them right and you work them out. And genetics. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's nothing, nothing crazy about the routine. It's just taking care of them and making sure they're all right and making sure they're all getting what they need. You know, like my older dogs, we just switched them to some older dog food and making sure that, you know, that. It's not messing with their stomachs, you know. It's, it's, it's every dog has their own needs too, you know. Yeah. Some dogs can play with a bunch of dogs. Some dogs can't. Right. And it's just because they're gamey, and mm-hmm. that would be some of the older bullies I have. They 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 like to be chilling by themselves. Yeah and chill with just you mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to chill with other dogs whereas some dogs you let them out together to play and run around just rotate them and put a put a timer on for a certain amount of time for each set of dogs and rotate them and just try to give them the best life we can yeah absolutely talk about your uh, kennel setup what does that look like and and why did you uh, set it up that way well um, when I got here, there's a big, um, center block building and I had been looking for property for a while. I had actually, I had got some property, but, uh, it was just so out in the middle of nowhere that it wouldn't have worked. So, I uh, ended up here and, uh, it's a cinder block building. And what we ended up doing is raising the concrete uh, at a pitch and, uh, running a four inch, pipe down the middle of it it goes to a thousand gallon septic and um then did the insulation spray foam not not the little cans but the guy who comes out with the big old machine right and uh sprays the whole roof and everything put put nice insulated garage doors on it and um and then, a, and then a nice AC, little uh, mini split AC uh-huh. on there to keep them cool uh, we don't really ever have to deal with with um, with it being too cold and having to put heat out there. So uh, I mean, I think maybe once my heaters, if it gets if it freezes, yeah, if it freezes, we might put a little heater out there. But other than that, that that big old building holds the temperature real good. And so if it's a real hot day, especially because the bugs where I live, they don't spray for bugs because <clears throat> it's so far out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be able to close it because before I before before I was able to 
close it all the time and keep them cool at the same time them them flies just would destroy their ears and their around their eyes and uh, i just just tear them up so that's why i set it up like that because and and the septic just i mean now that it <clears throat> I, I had to build two different septics and then we eventually got this one um it's all about angles and the pitch of everything and basically you just spray it all down into this tube and then spray it out the building into the septic that's nice and how is that i've been really interested in that spray foams ever since i've seen it how is that has that been a lifesaver oh yeah because it insulate because even if you put the, even if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have done, if I wouldn't have done that, the bugs still could have got in through, you know, up in the in the rafters or, right. or the, the doors on the garage door wouldn't matter if uh-huh. they can still get through there and it holds the temperature good and, and so on real hot days where it's a hundred, hundred degrees at least, you know, out here, you know, the dogs can the dogs can go in there and chill and they each have their own kennel and. So I, I don't put dogs, like multiple dogs in a kennel together just because even if they've gotten along forever, you just never know. Right. So some could happen and I ain't, I'm not trying to lose something over, um, a bone. Uh, a, yeah, a bone or a freaking some, the last bit of, you know, food till dinner or whatever the fuck it might be. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's, you got females in heat and you got all that you know then the males are wanting to get at each other and yeah we we don't uh, we don't put dogs in the same kennel together um i i keep it in the 70s 70s, right then have some circular just some circular regular old fans that just keep the air moving around and it, it actually works really good for for um um the the cinder block holds that temperature too, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because yeah, that and the foam, it really it, without the without the cinder block and the foam, and there's actually parts of that cinder block that has concrete poured into it. Mm-hmm. So that that's what holds the temp. I don't know if it would hold the temp very well if it uh, didn't have that foam. Right. Uh, what What do you uh, feed your dogs? What kind of diet? Uh, we use Taste the Wild, and we use uh, Wellness. And that's, I mean, I've done every other dog food. I've done all the different dog foods. I just didn't, I don't know, like, that's just where we ended up. It's like a half and half. Um, Some dogs like a little bit more of one than the other. It's kind of like a half and half. Some dogs like one more than the other. Mm -hmm. So we kind of split it up. And then the puppies also are on the wellness core. Mm-hmm. Um, All the bulldogs are on the wellness core. We've tried different puppy foods, though, like the Yukonuba. We tried all kinds of different puppy foods. And this is definitely the one we that we've, we've used this for a little while, yeah. Victor, Diamond, all that different stuff. It just I didn't have as much good luck with it as, as um, other people, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh because I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad dog food or anything. I just, it didn't work for me. No. Well, there's definitely been some that, th- like, threw back towards the American bully and were a little bit taller. 
because there were some tall American bullies in the, in the blood we used. And by tall, I would say at the most 17, 18 inches, that'd be the tallest. And that was probably out of the first litter. Um, and since then, since then they've shorter. just gotten shorter. Um, I would say this, like this most recent litter, I would I would say none of those dogs are getting taller than 16 inches. No way. Yeah. I would be I would be surprised if they even got the 16. I would say they'd stay at 15 and maybe a little shorter. Maybe. Um, and then probably what, 45, 50 pounds. It, I mean, it's, it's I would hard say, to say yeah, 45ish to to 60 pounds, depending yeah. if it's a male or female. That's true. That's a great size. I feel if you put too much weight on them, it's too short. There's no way they can function. No. Totally. There's, I mean, there's no, you can't have a 14 inch dog that weighs 100 pounds. It's gonna, if you did, it's gonna be so bowed out, so messed up that it's not gonna walk. We really like a, a short back. Like a short back is is very important. And balance. Yeah. But like, if if but balance like and, and where I got balance from was Adam. Um, I never really heard someone talk. I'd heard it, but I never really heard someone go deep into balance and what it meant in dogs right. and how important it is that your dog needs to be balanced. If it's if it if it has a great set of fronts but a horrible rear, right. your dog is not balanced. Yeah, and I'm not saying that every dog any dog is a hundred percent perfectly balanced i don't know if there's a perfect dog in existence but there's you can certainly get closer to balance than than just letting it be a giant head on a little body and a long back yeah (laughs) and knowing also that every puppy that comes out of the st john isn't a breeding dog right we not every dog it comes out of the St. John's is sent uh, is, is allowed to be bred. Right. Like, and the buyers who buy the ones that know that they buy them under those levels, they know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally have one guy who bought two of them, and one of them he bought the female. I said, "You can use that. I'll let you use that. Just let me know." Mm-hmm. But the male he bought, I felt was going to be too tall, and sure enough, he turned out a little tall, and. It is what it is, mm-hmm. and that's that's truly what selective breeding is, and that's the problem with the American bully is they let every their 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 third pick is their first pick, right? And that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And and so not every dog is meant to be bred, and 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 so people, I think a lot of people get pigeonholed in the sense is they spend money, they buy dogs. Maybe the dog doesn't turn out like they want, or maybe the fad changes so fast that what they bought at that moment no longer is popular. And so that's why you get so many people reselling dogs that are two years old, three years old, and one litter deep, or no litters deep, because the fad has changed. And so they were never in it for what dog they wanted. They were in it for the money in the fad. That's why they bought that dog. And that's the problem is so many people are worried about other people's yards and you just need to focus on yours Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's affected by yours. So if you send out puppies to people for, uh, some breedings, 
you know, make sure they follow through and how they're supposed to follow through. Yeah. And 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 this is it's really simple. Just being honest and 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 have some integrity about yourself and 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 don't don't just be a freaking crook. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's there's enough shitty people in the world. We don't need to fill a. We all we all love dogs. We're all here because we love dogs. Yet there's so much hate and anger between people in this dog community over dogs. Yeah. It makes absolutely zero sense. So, what are some of the breeds that you guys like that you uh, you don't own and, and probably will never, but you kind of like like them and are interested about them? Breeds the type of dogs that we would would never own. Yeah, or you like. Just, um, yeah, yeah. Shit, I love. I, I like all sorts of dogs, man. I like Kane Corsos. I like. Uh, I like. I, 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 I like them little patter tails. I like them little. Um, the. Uh, I like shorty bulls. Yeah. French bulldogs when done the right way. Um, English bulldogs when done the right way. I would own a, a bulldog that was a, had a lot of English in it, but I, I doubt I'd ever own a pure English. Right. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, I'd probably never own an American bulldog, but I, I do like them. Mm-hmm. Just they're they're just too tall for me. Mm-hmm. But but they're just their heads and their their cheekiness and their bone is insane. Yeah, and um. I'm trying to think. Um, there's a there's a couple dogs that 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 I would, and I mean, if I ever moved and needed like a dog, like a Patterdale that that was to catch rats or something, I would buy one. Yeah. I, you know, what I mean, like it just it, it, in this where I'm at now, I don't think that I would ever need one. Right. But but they're they're cool as hell, little dogs. Um, a British Bulldog. Uh, while they're kind of like an English, they're a little different. Got a little more drive to them. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um, there's lots of oldies I love, but probably would never own. Um, there's there's a lot of bull breeds, just bull, lots of different bull breeds mm-hmm. that I would that I like that I just wouldn't own, just because of like a boar bull. Uh, they're awesome dogs, but just too big for me. Big, too much dog. How about you, Jenny? What kind of dogs do you like? Um, I like definitely just like the bull terriers. Oh yeah, you know, they're real funky looking. Yeah. I like ugly dogs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like that. Um, and then you know I grew up with the um, the Australian Shepherds. Uh-huh. So I mean that would always I, we go, whenever we go see my parents, they still have one. So that's always a dog that has my heart. <laughs> yeah. But um. I mean, I I just love. I really kind of like what we're creating. Mm-hmm. I like the personality that we've kind of made. Um, There's a little feisty still, but still yeah, cool they're dogs. they're feisty, but they're still like they just want to cuddle and mm-hmm. and take a nap and eat food. And, you know, they're not so drivey as the American bully. Mm-hmm. And, and and there are American. It's just probably more. We dealt with a lot of the older school American bully blood, so that's why it's probably a little bit more drivey than mm-hmm. some American bullies. Because there are American bullies that are not drivey like that. Right. But you can have an athletic dog that is still 
chill, you know, like they'll still just sleep on the couch, you know. Yeah. There's a balance in there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a a bull breed enthusiast all the way, but I do like when up until my mom's passing, she had uh, two uh, Aussies and a, uh, a cattle dog. I love the Australian cattle dogs, man. Those they're just so smart. Yeah, she was great. I mean, she saved me from getting bit from a scorpion. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she how did she do that? She saw it before I did, and she pounced on it. Wow! I was about ready to. It was near my flip flop, and I was about ready to put my flip flop on, and she ran in front of me and started pouncing on it. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. They're also really um, athletic too, though. You know, like they they just love to be with family. You know, they're very family oriented. And see, there's a lot of working breeds like that that I respect. Yeah, me too. That I would have, that I just wouldn't own because I would feel bad because I don't got cattle for it to herd. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't got the job that it that it's built to do. Yeah, but you can like. A Malamue, or just there's so many working breeds that the true working ones, not the ones that were destroyed, mm-hmm. because you and me both know that that a lot of working breeds have been destroyed based on red standard changes and shit. Yep. I mean, the Cane Corso of a long time ago is not the Cane Corso today. Just like the another good dog is the Doggo. Doggos are cool ass dogs, yep. but. I would never own one. Yeah, I no, I agree unless with you. Went hunting like that. <laughs> yeah, unless I was gonna use them like they what they were used for, I, I just wouldn't own one. But then they're cool when you research how they were bred. Actually, yeah. I mean, we've definitely gotten the like even the first litter I got, I hit with what I was expecting for mm-hmm. some of the puppies. So that's if that's how i know that we're on the right track right especially with this litter and what came out this litter with after mixing uh, uh actual saint john's to something else mm-hmm. instead of just creating a saint john's f1 but actually mixing one to another thing and what we're getting now that it's just i know we're on the right track to what we want right. in a dog absolutely well, any last words you guys want to say, or you go ahead and. Um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for um, having us on and uh, doing the interview, and um, I hope uh, we got the message across 